Welcome to Hello from the Pluriverse, a podcast about sharing the stories of designers and design thinkers from different backgrounds around the world. I'm Leslie Ann Noel, a designer from Trinidad and Tobago and a professor of practice at Tulane University in New Orleans. The name of our podcast is a reference to Designs for the Pluriverse by Arturo Escobar. In our podcast, we explore the stories of designers from many different countries, women designers, designers of color, and designers from the LGBTQI community. In our interviews, we explore how place and identity affect their work, what they say about design, design thinking, and social innovation, and what advice they would give to non-designers who are using design methods. We'll continue to share more stories throughout the series about designers from many different worlds, from our little corner of the world, at the Phyllis M. Taylor Center for Social Innovation and Design Thinking at Tulane University in New Orleans. We Welcome to the Hello from the Pluriverse podcast. My name is Max Esperance. I'm your host here today. I'm also a one-year Master of Business Analytics student here at Tulane University. I'm also a design thinking graduate assistant working at the Phyllis M. Taylor Center for Social Innovation and Design Thinking. I plan to be a business intelligence analyst in the future and work my way up the corporate ranks at a major company. Here with me today is my co-host, Natalie. Natalie, how are you? I'm good. Thank you for having me. Uh, yes, my name is Natalie Hudnick. I'm in my second year in the Master of Public Health Maternal and Child Health Program here at Tulane School of Public Health and Tropical Medicine. And I'm also a design thinking graduate assistant working at the Taylor Center. I'm originally from outside St. Louis, Missouri, and I have a bachelor's degree in cultural anthropology. And today we're going to be listening to an interview from Michael Bonick. Michael Bonick is the founder and chief design consultant at Melb Design Ideation Studio. And he is also a lecturer at the University of Technology in Kingston, Jamaica. Formerly trained in industrial design in London, Michael's design influences and career have taken him from Jamaica to London and back to Jamaica again, stimulating design spaces and carving out niches within Jamaica's own developing market. This interview was originally recorded in the fall of 2019. Natalie and I are here today to hear what Michael has to say about his approach to design thinking. After the recording, we'll be here to discuss our thoughts and uh, what we learn and hopefully spark some discussion for our listeners. Thank you, Natalie. Let's have a listen. Originally, I was born in the UK, in mm-hmm. Manchester, United Kingdom. Yeah. And the um, family came back to the Caribbean, grew up here. But I was away for at least 12 years and oh, came wow. back recently in the last three years. So I was living in London for 12 years. So England being a first world environment, I mean, there's so much technology and resources available to you. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a more established market. Um, and so you have a lot more design related activities happening there in, in that space. As yeah. opposed to the Jamaican environment, it's, it's a bit more, it's a developing market. Yes, design is happening, but it's still very, it's very fragmented. And so as a practitioner, I have to be very, um, um, it, it's, it's sort of, um, I'm, I'm playing, I'm wearing two hats, trying to stimulate um, a design sort of, um, sort of um, space, as well as, 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 as carving out niches within the market wow. that, that in themselves provide sort of discipline. I offer design thinking training. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, innovation mindset to local organizations here on the ground. Yeah, yeah. The last recent design thinking project uh, was with uh, a local university here. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not sure if you're familiar with the University of West Indies. Uh, I talked to Debbie Eswick, who also has experience there. Exactly. So, so your your, your current um, advisor lecturer um, mm-hmm. 
is from that space. Um, and it has campuses all over the region, all over the Caribbean. So the Faculty of Social Sciences here in Jamaica approached me, um, wanting to change the way they engage each other as a department and how they sort of tackle problems that they experience internally. Mm -hmm. And they want to change the way the teams sort of work together to, to innovate and to, to sort of um, fine tune issues that they might be having internally and externally. I, my first discipline is actually visual arts. So I started off um, in the field of, of sculpture and um, printmaking. So um, having studied here locally and also at the Riefel Academy in Holland, Amsterdam. Wow. And so I started with a fine art sort of background, but I quickly realized that I had a, le a strong lean towards design. So being a space like carbon, it's because I was interested in three-dimensional design, mm -hmm. um, I was naturally, gra I naturally gravitated towards sculpture. And then uh, uh, it, was, it was clear to me that I had a strong leaning towards design. So. Um, the journey started from there into the world of work, worked in a product development and design sector with a local government agency called uh, Jampro and JBDC, and then sort of moved into industrial design later uh, by studying, do my MA in London. So that's, that's how it happened. Design thinking for me is, is just another buzzword or a term to describe the design process. A process that has been um, made has always been simplified so that it can be plugged into the business environment or it can be applied. It has many applications, mm -hmm. but it's rooted in the design process. The design process has, an engineer has a similar process, but might use different key terms to describe the process. So um, as a practitioner, it's, it's, it's easy to understand the design process and apply it to design thinking. Mm -hmm opposed to um, the reverse, um, because you're doing it, you're using it, you're applying it. And so it makes sense when you sort of going to the field of design thinking, you can connect the dots easier. I think what it is, I mean, how it's presented now, it's very easy for anybody to apply it and to understand it. Um, because again, it's coming from the field of design. So design thinking was created in MIT and Stanford and those guys sort of, um, looked at the process and saw how it could be applied to other areas of business and, and so on. So um, anybody can learn design thinking. And so you don't have to be a designer to, to understand the process as long as you are taught how to apply the process, you know? So, um, yeah. so it's just about I don't think, I don't think there's an issue there for, for the average person. Yeah. Okay. Um, currently, what projects are you working on? Um, but are, are there any besides the West the University of the West Indies? Yeah, the, there's another project as I'm, I'm currently working on. Uh, it's uh, it's more of a physical um, object that I'm creating. It's it's for an environmental um, um, organization based locally. Nice. But it has international roots elsewhere, and it's they're trying to create. Uh, sort of marine life sort of awareness um, within that particular part of Jamaica, a place called Portland. Um, and so I, I have been working with them to create an in-sea swimming pool. So using, so that they've sort of lobbied government to protect a particular area of, of Portland. 
nice. so that the, the nursery, the, the fishing, the fishing stock can, can sort of uh, come back up. And um, they also try to work with local community to create activities around the whole experience of the sea and the, the whole study of um, marine life and, and all that kind of stuff. So I sort of got involved in that to help them to create a structure that would facilitate this, the teaching of scuba diving and swimming related activities around the whole experience. So. Yeah, I, th I think um, it's funny you said that because I was recently at uh, sitting in on a workshop recently. Mm -hmm. um, but it was sort of something geared towards um, creating a particular system that uh, would benefit the local government here in Jamaica. Mm -hmm. And it sort of looked at the design process from the citizens' perspective, you know, it's a social innovation, and uh, it had case studies such as um, what's happening in places like, uh, oh, come on, the, the country slip, you know, um, it's not Scandinavia, it's, um, oh, come on, Estonia. Uh, <laughs> and for example, Estonia has really cracked um, a system that sort of allows their citizens to sort of engage with, with government as relates to the, the accessing and transferring of sensitive information, public information. Um, and so um, design thinking um, really is a very powerful tool to help to sort of um, tackle those socioeconomic issues that uh, sometimes seem a bit fragmented. You know, how you, for example, you have agencies and, and certain entities or communities not working necessarily together in a, in a very cohesive way. Mm -hmm. And the beauty of design thinking I found is that uh, if you're able to help people to understand what the pain points are, or those, uh, you know, those issues or those areas that are affecting the flow of information or how groups partner together or, or things sort of cohesively work together, mm -hmm. um, then uh, if you can get people to buy into that, then certainly um, you'll find that uh, is a greater sort of partnership happening between groups um, to solve complex problems. And sometimes the problems can't necessarily be solved by that particular group, but at least you can identify the issues, flesh them out, and then maybe identify those key people or entities that can help to solve or to resolve those issues. I think for me, it's, it's important to, um, in, the, in the course that I currently teach, because um, I teach at the Carbon School of Architecture, Mm -hmm. And it, I, I teach first and second year students, um, you know, budding young young architects coming up the ranks. So, um, and so design thinking um, is sort of embedded in the course content, and mm -hmm. its application happens usually when when you're when you're engaging students in terms of um, them understanding design process as it relates to the assignment sets, um, solutions they're creating. Um, and so when you're having critiques or desperates or just that one-to-one conversation, um, it's not a formal element of the course, but it's embedded in the course, if you know what I mean. So there, there, there are elements or stages where we can actually refer to design process and help students to develop their understanding of the design process and design thinking. So at the core, I'm a teacher first, right? So I quite enjoy interacting with uh, groups and and organizations to facilitate change, right? So uh, when you when you're so if I if I go back to the last project, for example, um, one of the 
most recent projects um, at the university. Mm -hmm. um, it's funny how when you sort of start the process, people are usually tentative, not sure how it's going to work, they're skeptical. Mm -hmm. When you sort of take them to the process and then you're tackling real issues affecting their department or their facility or their um, environment. And then they start to see how they, the parts fit together, those little puzzles start to fit together. Yeah. And the, and the light bulb moments happen. You start to see that energy happening and a change starting to happen. Uh, for me, it's quite exciting. Yeah. And then there's follow-up, you know. I'm still in communication with, the, with that particular project. And uh, recently they shared a recent uh, um, activity that they're organizing and planning. And so they're applying the methodologies taught them. And they're saying, hey, look at this video. We, we kind of did a little mock-up run of this whole thing and they're putting those elements together. So I quite like to see that, that change that happens when, when, you, when, you, when you change the, a mindset. You know? um, and in terms of physical projects, I mean, uh, this project is still pending, the, the one in Portland. So uh, I'm yet to see how that turns out. So um, it's still early days, but yeah, I, I quite like community-based projects. Um, they're quite exciting to me. Well, there are, there are pockets of, of activities in the organizations that are trying to stimulate that uh, marketplace for design, mm -hmm. the creative art. Um, and so I'm hoping that I can play an integral part in seeing that growth happen, um, where um, the scope for design widens, you know, um, there are more maybe design schools happening, sort of created on the ground that are Wow. offering courses that sort of uh, explore other areas of design. Um, visual arts, visual, visual communication is a big one, animation and things of, of that kind, but I'd love to see a hardcore industrial design or product design sort of program set up locally um, because that sort of opens up a wide cross-section of other spin-offs there. Um, and yeah, just to sort of... Um, see that happening not only at a tertiary level but also at a high school level wow. because i'm also a design technology educator I'm, I'm, a, I'm an international design teacher so having taught international curriculum like the ib uh, having coming home i'm looking at the curriculum as it relates to high school and i'm thinking why are we not teaching students how to, to to learn about the design process from early you know from age 11 10 embedding that into the curriculum all the way up until they're completed high school and then moving into other sectors or fields at a tertiary level. So that's something I've started to sort of approach entities about um, and I'm hoping that will will come to fruition at some point. Well that was definitely an interesting listen for Michael Bonick. He definitely offers some perspectives that I have not heard before on this podcast. Uh, Natalie, what did you learn from them about design, design thinking and social innovation? Yeah, Michael talked about how design thinking is rooted in the design process and how this is important to remember for anyone using design thinking. We often use tools from other fields without knowing what the process is that the tools are a part of. And I think knowing that process and how to use that process is critical to making sure you are using the tools like design thinking in the most productive way possible. Uh, what about you? Well, the advice or what I learned from this interview is that what matters the most is the design process. The process in itself is rewarding, so pay attention to the journey because you can learn and pick up on things that you may not have been exposed to otherwise. So just pretty much trust the process is is, is what I learned from him about design, design thinking, and social innovation. Yeah, 
so both of us are students who are not formal designers. What advice did you take away from this episode for non-designers who are using design methods? Or the advice that I take away from this episode is to use design thinking as a tool. Make design thinking work for you and let it help you process uh, things a lot easier. By doing so, uh, people can help others comprehend other issues that affects them and that affects flows of, flows of information, which in turn will allow us all to work together and coexist. What about you, Natalie? Yeah, one piece of advice that I took away from Michael's interview uh, was that you should always have an open mind about using the design process, uh, especially if you've never used it before. The design process and design thinking as a tool are great to use to problem solve and facilitate uh, change. But if you are stuck in the mindset that doesn't let you think about how useful the design process is, you aren't going to be as successful or impactful with your solutions. Well, well very well put, uh, Natalie. Was there anything that, that was said that surprised you that you didn't agree with and something that inspired you? Yeah, Michael had said to him, said that to him design thinking is a buzzword to describe the design process and i thought that was interesting and somewhat surprising take on design thinking i had thought that design thinking had its own process instead of it just being a tool of the design process well we very well said uh natalie i totally agree with you and uh we concur on that one was there anything you wanted to learn more about if you could ask michael another question what would it be things like that well, the project where design thinking was used to educate the social science uh, faculty on how to change the way they engage with others is and, and how they tackle problems internally uh, was very intriguing to me. And I would have loved to hear more about that because uh, I, I went to I have my bachelor's of science. So uh, economics is considered social science uh, for my undergrad. So uh, social science is definitely interesting for me. And I would have loved to hear about the process uh, of this uh uh, education, if, 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 if I may say so. Uh, what about you? Is there anything that you wanted to learn more about? Yeah, I wish that Michael would have talked about how his training and career, both in London and Jamaica, have defined his design work. And I also would have loved to hear the role his upbringing has had on him as a designer and the work he chooses to be involved in. Well, very well, very well said, uh, Natalie. Well, thank you, our listeners. Please feel free to reach out and comment and give us any feedback. Uh, thank you once again, Natalie, for joining us here today. Yeah, thank you. We hope you enjoyed this interview from our Hello from the Pluriverse series. A special thank you to Arturo Escobar, the author of Designs for the Pluriverse, for opening the space for conversations about pluriversality in design. Many thanks as well to all of our interviewees, our Design Thinking student team, Ruby, Lupe, Delaney, Tran, and Wissal, the students of the Fall 2019 SICE 3010 class, Levante, Lucas, our editor, and the rest of the team at the Taylor Center at Tulane. If you have any suggestions for our program, please email your comments, suggestions, and questions to taylor at tulane.edu. And also you can visit our website at taylor.tulane.edu.